This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr., and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Stewie H., the UK's biggest Raider fan, and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Wayne Mabry, a.k.a. The Violator, and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this. Yeah! What's up, Raider Nation? What's up, Chris? What's going on, man? Tough day today? Very rough, man. It was a, uh, I'll call it a bittersweet ending, as much as I hate seeing uh, the Raiders play like this during their season. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of nice to get a little break, I guess you could say. Um, maybe a little long. I hate the off season, but it's here, and uh, I'm excited to see what we do in a rebuild. It's kind of a sense of a relief in a way. Uh, it was a tough year. Um, you know, as us as fans, I think we had a lot of expectations going in, and then obviously we were thrown for a loop right right away, uh, right before yeah. the season started, and, and then to have it in now, it's you know, I feel like the bricks are starting to be built. But man, it was a tough year, tough year for the Raiders. I ain't got <laughs> I got nothing to say, man. It's it's a pretty disappointing night for me uh, already. You know, I still, no matter what, uh, win, lose, or tie, I'm still repping my Raiders gear. So I stopped by the store just to grab a bag of ice. Still got my Charles Woodson jersey on, got my Oakland Raiders hat going. And as soon as I walked through the front door, the guy at the counter, the cashier, pretty bad game, huh? <laughs> so, Always get those son, comments, man. Always get those good. comments. Yeah. You son of a good. I, you know, I had to ask him, too. And, you know, I'm like, well, what's your team? You know, trying wanted to fire back. Oh, I don't got a team. And I'm like, oh, well, it's easy for you to talk, man. Just let me be. Let me be. <laughs> Isn't that funny how the, the guys without a team are the ones that always give you the hardest time, it seems like. And it's like, man, I can't get you back. And then when we win, you don't say anything. Yep. It's kind of funny how that works, man. But, yep. yeah, it was a tough, tough loss today. Uh, we'll dive into that. But, uh, you know, rough, rough loss against a division rival. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just uh, – Let's skip the bull crap, Chris. Let's uh, let's hit these hell's bells hits, man. Let me give you some facts. Derek Carr passed for four thousand yards this year for the first time in his career. After today, that makes it four thousand and fifty yards. Derek Carr finished his fifth season with seventeen hundred and fifty-nine total completions, which breaks Peyton Manning's record of the most completions ever through a quarterback's first five seasons. 
The Raiders gave up 467 points this year. That breaks an NFL record that had been held since 1961. But hey, good news is the Raiders beat out Khalil Mack with 13 total team sacks compared to his 12 and a half. <laughs> That's a W, man. We'll take any W we can get at this point. So we couldn't I'll look at that, that as out. a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'd have, we'd have never heard the end of that one if we didn't uh, surpass Khalil Mack just by himself. Yeah, he had a heck of a year for the Bears, though. I mean, we all know, you know, what kind of player he is and, uh, you know, happy for him. But uh, Raiders have a lot of work to do. Um, like we were talking about last week, got to get to the passer to compete. And, uh, you know, that's where Gruden and maybe Mayock, which we'll get into, uh, that'll be the first order of business on the defensive side, in my opinion. Yep. And that was our first issue, obviously, today. Started out the game. Uh, Looked like we were about to make a big play. Ball hit uh, Tahir Whitehead right in the chest and dropped the interception. Next play, Arden Key breaks into the backfield. Looks like he has Mahomes wrapped up. He makes a pretty lucky throw, a little dump off. Picks up the first down, which sets up their first drive. I believe it was a 67-yard uh, touchdown, Tyreek Hill. Uh, right. That definitely yeah. that shifted the momentum of the whole game, man. Well, that's not the first time we've seen Arden Key get back there and put some pressure on, but he just hasn't been able to close the deal uh, this year um, on a lot of opportunities. But Mahomes is a—he's a playmaker. He's a great player, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when you have him, you know to the point where you can stop their drive and force a punt early, and and then to give up that play to get a first down and then the bomb. I mean, that's just the story of the Raiders' defense this year, right? When yep. you think they're going to make a play, they give up the big play, <laughs> and uh, you know, honestly, just. You know, it's difficult, um, puts a lot of pressure on our offense uh, for them to be perfect. And we don't really have the talent right now offensively as far as weapons to be perfect, you know, to to stay in the game against a high octane team. I mean, as we you know said with our facts, you know, the Raiders 467 points in 16 games is unacceptable. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it was it was just today was exactly the the issue it was just all all the issues for the Raiders were just put into one game and uh you know uh inconsistency protection uh Derek Carr offensively um you know and not a lot of speed and playmaking going on with our uh, skilled position players offensively and then our defense just getting you know kind of dominated for the most part um it's tough man a lot of work to do yeah even for our offense I got on the field I felt like Man, we were moving the ball pretty good. Uh, shoot, our our first, our whole first half. I kind of have a breakdown here of our drives. Uh, first drive, you know, four plays, twenty yards. Of course, the fumble. Right. Next drive, nine plays, thirty-eight yards. Resulted in that interception in which Jared Cook thought it was a running play, kind of running a decoy route. Uh, little did he know that you know Derek Carr had a stacked defense on one side of the field. Gave Jared Cook one on one the top maybe they weren't on the same page there maybe the play call wasn't coming through exactly how uh exactly how they pictured it either way uh two back-to-back momentum changing uh plays there right off the bat not something we needed of course then you know we run 11 plays 34 yards results in another fumble then we go back four plays 21 yards and interception man that's four turnovers four consecutive drives um not (laughs) I wouldn't say it's been the story of our season in that case but it was definitely the story of the game and definitely didn't give us a chance whatsoever 
the Raiders, uh, they win exactly by the book on how to not compete on the road and beat a good football team. And that's exactly what the Chiefs are, is a good football team. And we're in a difficult environment, and we just shot ourselves in the foot. Um, you know, the Jared Cook thing, um, you know, it was broken down on social media. It looks like Derek Carr started to throw the ball before Jared Cook actually stopped. And obviously he thought it was a run play, like you said. Just unacceptable, though. You know, they got to – they got to clean that up. Obviously, uh, you know, the Doug Martin fumble, you know, that's, that's tough. It happens. Um, and then obviously it just kind of just snowballed from there. You know, it's, uh, such a, just disappointing when you look at the first game, we played the chiefs in Oakland, what kind of cost us the game was the turnovers, Yep. except we had a lot of explosive plays offensively as well. Um, you know, this, this time around, it was like, we moved the ball to start the game, but all the turnovers kind of squashed all our momentum, put us at a disadvantage, pass obvious situations. And, you know, we've struggled when we've had to, when defensive defenses have known that we we're going to pass because we were behind. That's when our line tends to struggle because they just yeah. smell blood in the water. And uh, so it was difficult to move the ball in the second half and, uh, you know, to get back in the game. So it's just, you know, like I said, prototype how to not beat a good team on the road. That's what the Raiders did today. Yeah, exactly. And you can say what you want about that first interception. Uh, just like you pointed out, it looked like you threw it before you stopped running the route. Either way, uh, with a quarterback and a wide receiver running a running a one-on-one route like that, the timing's there to where, I mean, you've seen nine times out of ten for the rest of the, the, rest of the season, they were on the same page. They knew what was going on. They knew the route that was happening. And you knew exactly where to throw the ball before Jared Cook was even there. So it just so happened to be a little mis- miscommunication. And uh, just threw everything off. Defender uh, didn't slow down. Jared Cook did. And that's the result. So either way, no matter how you look at it, that commentator, man, I still wanted to, uh, as my Twitter post said, I still wanted to sock him in the face. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bruce Arians, I like Bruce Arians. Um, but I did. Yeah, it seemed like he, uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. It seemed like he was uh, kind of had it out for a car today. Um, I mean, I, I don't understand really. He was kind of getting on him. And, but, you know, when a, you're a commentator, you have to have a strong opinion on what's going on. But really, you know, he didn't have a chance to really look at what really happened. And he's kind of a quarterback's guy, so he should – give Derek kind of the benefit of the doubt kind of know yeah yeah, maybe in that situation it was more of a timing thing and you know look Derek's he's a good quarterback and good quarterbacks throw balls before the receiver's looking like all the time you know if you wait that's kind of a rookie thing to do so I think he just assumed what Cook was going to run as far as his route and he thought he'd win one-on-one we all saw the one-on-one with jared cook to start the play i was immediately already looking at jared cook like okay car might be going there anytime you see him one-on-one on the outside you know you like Derek loves throwing to jared cook he's a big target yeah. usually a mismatch and uh so he was just thinking he was going to win his route and turn around and the ball would be right there but obviously you know jared cook had a different idea and that's just you know it's a loud stadium uh but no excuse you know and they could have got it together after that um, you know, they didn't though. they proceeded to turn the ball over two more times and it's a team effort. You win as a team, you lose as a team, you know, Derek is not above excuses or anything and nor is any other player, but, uh, you know, they got to play better. And that's at the end of the day, this is all on John Gruden. Let's not, you know, yeah. keep that a secret that is well known. Um, he kind of depleted this team of a lot of talent and put them in a difficult situation and it's tough to compete. Um, you know, and especially come back from deficits with the lack of playmakers. But, uh, you know, that's what the offseason's for. So hopefully that works out for us. 
if that didn't frustrate me enough with Bruce Arians, you know, then of course we get down the field again. Uh, I believe it was before halftime. It resulted in a field goal, but we had a big play to Jordy Nelson down the sideline, put us inside the 10. It was called back by a holding. And yet again, we decide, of course, we're, we're getting on Derek for not getting out of the pocket, not using his feet, not, you know, trying to extend the play. Then the one time he breaks out of the pocket, rolls out, causes a, I guess a holding was behind him on the, on the right tackle, Parker. Right. Yeah. And they blame Derek because he, if you said, if he wouldn't have rolled out that they wouldn't have called that holding penalty. And I'm like, man, we just, we're talking about, he needs to, he needs to use his feet more. He needs to break out. He needs to extend the play. He extends the play. Now it's his fault that, that his offensive lineman held. <laughs> I was yeah, just... when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. You know, I mean, look, he's the quarterback. He gets paid $25 million a year. And, you know, he's going to be looked at as the, the you know, the, the whipping post, so to speak, um, when the Raiders, you know, are not winning or playing well. And, you know, it seemed like the announcers were kind of pinning everything on him. But, you know, at the end of the day, I thought it was a great play by Carr. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. Sometimes when quarterbacks scramble, the OTs that are kind of holding a little bit more than they should be maybe or just trying to hold on for dear life, which the Chiefs have, you know, very talented pass rushers. So I understand Parker was probably, you know, just trying to hold on for dear life and protect his guy, and he just got caught. It was unfortunate. But uh, that's something you see all the time. Again, it was like put on Derek, and that's unnecessary. But who really cares what Bruce Arians thinks? I mean, <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, he's just announcing, and you know he's probably going to be a head coach uh, next year, so we don't have to hear him anymore. Yeah, so. for the Bucks. Yeah, good. Get rid of him. Maybe he'll hire uh, Trent Green yeah. as his offensive coordinator. Get rid of right. him too. <laughs> yeah, and they can they can you know complain about Jameis Winston all they want. I think Derek Carr is a little better than Jameis Winston, so you know yeah. they can enjoy him all oh, they yeah. want. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of those things. I don't see how. I mean, as as Raider fans, how do we get stuck listening to the X? Kansas City Chief Trent Green, uh, most of our football games this year. That's just it's just not fair. Are that is CBS trying to screw with us? I mean, yeah, I know, I agree. You know, typically I feel like uh, you know the past few years, Rich Gannon's kind of done a lot of the Raiders Chiefs games, and that yeah. was kind of fair because he played for both teams, right? Even yeah. though he's more known as a Raider, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, the the Trent Green uh, favoritism there was was apparent today. Yeah, I'm on the uh, Pat McCaff bandwagon. Hopefully we can – well, actually, isn't he uh, – he might be false. Man, I heard that clip. That was cool. His <laughs> uh, hashtag for the brand, you know, that, that, <laughs> excited, that was fun, dude. And uh, just the game that he, of course, announces is when that play happened. I kind of felt like uh, they did that for him in some oh, yeah. weird way. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of fun, man. What a, what a great trick play that was for a touchdown and good for Pat McAfee. So enough about this terrible game. I'm tired of talking about it. Uh, let's kind of let's move through a little bit and uh, we'll take on our new segment again and talk about this season a little bit. This segment is brought to you by Ingrid Trask and Just Win Lady. <laughs> take 16. I'm sending Cody every single bit of this. I'm just kidding. Okay. This segment is brought to you by Ingrid Trask and Jenny Lynn from Just Win Ladies. So, Cody, what is your popular opinion this week? Well, Jenny, this week, my popular opinion is going to be Jordy Nelson as a must-keep player for 2019. Uh, pretty obvious. 
He just got his roster bonus pushed forward and paid. His $3.6 million roster bonus is now uh, locked in, which, like Gruden says, whenever that happens, it's a good chance that player is going to be on the roster next year. And, and Jordy Nelson's even said, you know, I hope I get the opportunity to be back. Of course, uh, you know, it's not Green Bay, but we're probably looking at Jordy Nelson wrapping up his career one more year in the silver and black. And I'm all for it, man. His last five games, he's had 38 catches for 386 yards. That's uh, it's pretty monster for a 33-year-old wide receiver. And I'm pumped to have him around for one more year. What about you, Chris? What's your popular opinion? I'd probably go with Derek Carr. Um, I think he's probably my popular opinion uh, this week. Um, him, the fact that he's proven uh, through the second half of the season um, you know, with his play in Gruden's system, that he's the quarterback of the future for the Raiders. Obviously, Mike Mayock coming in, I don't know what he exactly thinks about Derek Carr. I think I have an idea, but uh, I would say Derek Carr proving that he's the quarterback of the future is my popular opinion yeah. for the week. And Cody, what's your unpopular opinion this week? Well, Angria, my unpopular opinion is I don't think Kelechi Simile is going to be on the roster next year. Uh, so, yeah, man, I don't know. Something about it. Uh, he's due $9.7 million next year, due $11.2 million the year after that. So he's still got two years under his contract. I don't know if they quite trade him off. or I mean, if you cut him, there's no dead money right now on our cap. Right. So for now, I mean, I there's something about John Feliciano, man. He's, uh, he's a big body. He filled in pretty well for him, a little shaky at first. But, I mean, he gets along. He's, he's uh, good with Derek. You know, you see him tagging along with all their their family meetings and getting the whole team together and stuff. They seem like pretty close friends. He seems like a guy I want to keep around. And I just think we can retain him under a lot uh, more price-friendly uh, contract this year uh, over Kletchio Simley, who's, in my opinion, out of all of our offensive linemen, has kind of been playing a little bit more of the diva role. Uh, we've seen Colton Miller playing through a lot of knee sprains. I think it was six total, maybe. And, of course, uh, we talked about Gabe Jackson last week playing through that uh, pectoral uh, strain or tear and the fractured elbow that he played with for over half a game. So to see uh, Kelechi Simile kind of battle in this little nagging injury and sitting out of most games, uh, the effort might not be quite there. Maybe he's uh, gearing up to expect to play somewhere else next year. So Cody with the uh, hot takes. Hot takes the- of the week. That's a hot, hot take. That's not a That's a hot take. <laughs> Maybe uh, brought a little bit too much, man. How about you, Chris? What nah, do you got? Good. Well, this is going to be disappointing for a lot of Raider fans, but I would say my unpopular opinion is that Tom Cable will be retained as the offensive line coach of the Raiders. Um, not Come that on. I want it, but I think Gruden uh, is going to keep him. I really do. Oh, um, I, I don't think he sees exactly... Uh, you know what we see in terms of like Tom Cable is not good he needs to be replaced we got to bring someone else in to develop these linemen uh, look at his you know history with Seattle I, I think Gruden uh, believes in Tom Cable and I think he will be retained sorry about it sorry my, dude mine I was a, this thing right there <laughs> dude you know right. mine, mine was a hot take yours was just a sad take dude why you gotta yeah, do us like my that bad. my bad <laughs> oh, I hope you're wrong Hopefully I hope you're wrong but I have that same feeling man I don't know what it is about uh, Tom Cable that uh, just John Gruden might just try and stick with him. I I agree, dude. I get this weird, this weird feeling about it. Uh, maybe give him one more year, I guess. I mean, we had what, maybe five solid games between uh, our two rookie tackles. They played pretty decent. And our 
you know, Denzel Good or whoever's starting a right guard right now. He's been uh, his name hasn't been brought up, which as an offensive lineman, that's a good thing. Right. So uh, maybe John Gruden sees enough rolling into next year, and he says, "Okay, Tom Cable, we're uh, we're gonna stick it out." But, ugh, hate that man. I, hate I that. think Gruden is gonna give him a pass with the rookie tackle situation. Um, every time the offensive line kind of failures uh, get brought up in interviews with Gruden post game or midweek. It's more about he kind of talks about the injuries, the um, disadvantage that Carr's been at with the, the injuries um, as far as like the failures and protection. I don't feel feel like he ever really kind of called Cable out in a way or like, you know, kind of looked at the scheme and said like, you know, to the Vic Tafer and all the other beat writers like, oh, you know, we need to do better, like kind of alluded to that. He's kind of alluded at some of the stuff that Paul Gunther's done defensively, kind of mentioned some of that kind of took a couple shots throughout the year, not too like intense, but, uh, I don't feel like he ever did that with Tom, Tom cable. And that makes me kind of lean toward, he thinks he's doing a great job and I think he's going to be retained. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. what I want, but he's got a mind of his own, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool, man. That was some good stuff. I, I like this new segment. I think it's flowing pretty good. Uh, gets a little bit of, uh, both sides of the story. There's a lot of things that we don't agree with that we can still uh, understand that it might happen. Uh, just because Raider Nation uh, blows it up on Twitter doesn't mean anything's going to change. So that's why, uh, that's why we started this segment. Let's roll on. So I kind of brought it up earlier already. But during this week, you know, we had some roster bonuses that were moved up and to be paid out already. Wide receiver Jordy Nelson, his $3.6 million. Linebacker Tahir Whitehead. His $3.325 million is paid out. Linebacker Kyle Wilbur, which I believe is injured. I believe we got him from uh, Dallas. His uh, $500,000 was paid forward. And my favorite, tied in Lee Smith, Mr. Uh, three catches for three touchdowns, three games in a row, tied in Lee Smith. His $1.1 million was paid forward. So those roster bonuses for 2019 are covered, which indicates... I'd say all of them come back for next year. Uh, two of them I completely agree with, Nelson and Smith. Whitehead, he stepped up. Unless we can find someone to fill that position at linebacker, I like him too. Wilbur's a uh, depth guy, maybe a little bit more special teams. But what do you think about him? Well, Wilbur, yeah, he's a special teams. He's kind of with the whole Passaccia tree, like Dwayne Harris and uh, you know Keith Smith. Um, but as far as Jordy Nelson, I think he's proven the last you know stretch of the season here that he's got a good connection with Derek Carr. He has juice left. Um, you know, Lee Smith, he brings a lot to the table. He's got a lot of blocking prowess. Um, he's a tough guy. He's kind of like a Gruden, uh, you know, prototype player, so to yeah. speak. Um, and then I took to hear Whitehead. Um, he's had some rough moments this year. You know, I know it's pro football focus grade was pretty awful. I think he was like the worst rated linebacker, at least in pass coverage for a while, but uh, he is an emotional leader. He has kind of taken on that role as the, as the years gone on. And I think he has some value there. Obviously Gruden and Gunther like him. I mean, they signed him to the, you know, multi-year deal to begin with. And at the end of the day, if you know, you're going to keep these guys and you can free like 5 million in cap space and give them a nice new year's bonus. Why not? seems to me like a smart cap move by uh, Gruden and co. Yeah. Yeah, I like Whitehead just because, I mean, our, our linebackers have struggled. 
Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, maybe a better pass rush could help our linebackers a little bit. Uh, it'll help everything. It'll help everything. It'll help the back end, the linebackers, everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. the poor pass rush is definitely impacted. Uh, you have a good point there for sure. Yeah. And it's difficult to see, uh, you know, I already mentioned it. Raiders had 13 sacks on the year, which is bad, bad, bad. 13 is a terrible number. Um, and then members of the Raiders of 2017 that we've maybe released or they've uh, moved on or traded to different teams, they've uh, compiled 32 sacks this year. That's uh, incredible. You know, Danico Autry, he was playing with the, on the Sunday night game for the Colts. Uh, you I know, love that all guy. y'all were probably watching yesterday. But man, he was a. I liked him. He was kind of a rugged player for the Raiders mm-hmm. last year and in previous years. But man, he's had a heck of a year with the Colts. He was one that. I really kind of wanted us to bring back. Um, didn't feel like he was going to be too expensive, but that he was an impact player. You know, he's not a superstar, but he's an impact player. And, uh, you know, they didn't bring him back, unfortunately. And it's it looks like he's one of the guys that Gruden's probably, you know, if he had to do it all over again, he probably would have kept him around. Uh, so that that one to me, obviously the Khalil Mack thing's far and away number one. But as far as the guys we just let go in free agency, I'd say Danico Autry might be the guy that hurts me the most defensively. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, when his number was called, he went out there on the field and he made some plays. He made his presence. He was always in the backfield. Uh, just one of those guys, man. Uh, wish, uh, wish he wouldn't have got away, but right. it's all right. And Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward's actually played decent this year. He yep. signed on with the Colts practice squad after the whole Dallas trade. They cut him. And he's actually had some sacks. So um, not that I, you know, wanted to keep Jihad Ward. I thought the trade at the time was pretty solid, but it just shows you, you know, coaching. And the, the type of talent that you have around you has a lot to do with it, you know, and it's just, man, it's just frustrating. Like year after year, this year, we only had 13 sacks mm-hmm. and, you know, we had brought Gunther in and we were really excited about the potential of the defense. And then last year and the previous years with Ken Norton, like last year it was like week 12 when we got our first interception. It's just, yeah. man, it seems like every year we just struggle so much defensively. And uh, then I watch these other games and these quarterbacks are having rough games, but they win, you know, 16 to 10. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, like, why can't we ever have a defensive yeah. performance that, I know. you know, kind of like we had actually this past Monday against the Broncos, the defense played well, but that was like the first time in like 21 games that's happened. <laughs> 21 years. It, it'd be nice. Yeah, I know. It feels <laughs> like 21 years. Yeah. If we could just have a defense that could be somewhat consistent, that can just be solid, you know, yeah. where we don't have to go out and win a game in the last second and score 34 points to win. It's just, it's rough, man. And uh, I'm just, I'm honestly as a fan and I know Raider nation, you're out there listening, Cody, I know you as well. <laughs> We're over the bad defenses. Yeah. We're done with it, you know, and uh, Gunther to me gets, well, I'm going to dive into him in a little bit here uh, with our awards or lack of awards. But uh, you know, he, I guess he gets a pass this year um, in a way, but they got to be better next year. Um, I know we're going to get some help in the in the draft and free agency, but no more like bottom third, like 25th, 28th worst defense in the league. It's not cutting it anymore. Uh-huh. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. And, uh, you know, our offense needs a little help. Uh, some yeah. three and outs now and then would be nice. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. It just seems like no matter who we bring in as defensive coordinator, like you said, Ken Norton, he was a guy that was fired up, a lot of energy. So I'm expecting, you know, maybe this defense is finally going to get aggressive. Guys are going to fly around. We're going to bring some pressure. Nope. You know, all of last year was the same thing year before. We just kind of had this soft, conservative defense that just still found a way to get burned on big plays. Same thing this year. We're bringing in, 
bring in Paul Gunther, and I'm expecting, you know, all this, all these blitz packages, you know, all this stuff that we're going to get to the quarterback. We're going to bring the heat this year. Same thing. I feel like the defensive coordinator, I feel like the Raiders have this sign stamped above the defensive coordinator's desk that says, play conservative defense, give a four-man rush every single play, and see what happens. Like it's just, it, No matter who it is, it's, it's, it seems like it's the same thing year in and year out. I agree. I agree. I feel like the only guy that when we do blitz and bring like Carl Joseph, I feel like he's a guy that yes. impacts, you know, but there has been times where we blitz, but they pick it up. Like we're just not, we're not getting home. And you know, it's not only like this entire season will be looked at as the Raiders pass rush was awful. Right. Yeah. But there was a lot of games too, where we got bullied and beaten by the run game as well. So yeah. it's not just the lack of pass rush and the big plays given up through the air and, you know, quarterback scrambling and making plays. We did not stop the run very well this mm-hmm. year for a large portion of the season. And that also is disappointing. It'd be different if we shut down the run and no one can run against us, man, we just struggled against the pass and getting to the passer. But no, we got, we got bullied uh, today. Um, you know, wasn't much of a factor with the run game because the chiefs, you know, Mahomes just, big pass after big pass but throughout the season we struggled to stop the run and that's disappointing as well and you know what we both agree the personnel's there but we have a chance to add a little bit more impact uh now that the year's over draft positions at least early on are settled and raiders are picking number four where i mean do you see us i guess first i should ask do you see us staying there do you see us maybe trading back or if we stay there who who do you like at that uh, number four spot? I think it just depends on who's there, to be honest. But if Quinnen Williams is there, yeah. the DT out of Alabama, he's dominant. He's an elite prospect. You got to take him. You got to take him. And, uh, you know, so he's a he's a home run guy. He might not be there at four. But we do have a lot of, you know, holes. And it just kind of depends on, obviously, how Gruden looks at these guys and if he wants to draft two offensive tackles in the first round again. But, you know, I think if we trade back with the right offer, it'd be smart. I didn't like the trade back last year, um, the whole, no. you know, trade back to 15. I didn't feel like we got good value out of that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, trading up for the fourth pick and trading up for the 10th pick is a little different. But we need to get more value there. It would just depend on the offer. But if Quinn and Williams is there, you got to take him. And then, uh, you know, obviously, I think if there's a trade that I would project, I would say we might take our two late firsts and try to move up. I like that's that. pretty good ammunition to come up, maybe grab a Deontay Thompson as well. Just mm-hmm. go Alabama, Alabama. I've been yeah. hitting him on Twitter and talking about him. Quinn Williams and Deontay Thompson would be two Alabama defensive players that I think could change um, the whole dynamic of our defense. Um, I don't care if you think we have Mohurst and PJ Hall. I love Mohurst, by the way. You know yeah. that. Oh yeah. But uh, Quinn Williams is an elite player. The Raiders don't have a lot of elite players, so if they're there. You take them. Don't draft by position and all that. They have plenty of money in free agency to hit some holes. Draft elite players. Quinn and Williams is elite. Let's not make this complicated. I love that. I love that. I like how you're both uh, – your two favorite players in this draft are both Bama players. For me – They are. My – you know, I love Quinn and Williams, man. Don't get me wrong. Winning for Quinnen, But, you know, my next two favorite – I would say they're LSU guys. I love Devin White, you know, a speedy edge rusher, outside linebacker. Get him out there, Mm -hmm. you know, let him set the tone a little bit. And I also like Greedy Williams, man. I mean, like you said last week, 
with, you know, you, ha- you have your doubts with Daryl Worley. Maybe Greedy Williams is the guy that we pair up with Conley long term. Maybe we bring back. I would not complain. <laughs> I would not complain. I promise you that would be fine with me. That's uh, it right for there. For sure. I like where you're going with that. Keep going. Keep going. Set, Who I'm else you got? Set the corners. Set the corners in stone. Conley, Williams. Let the safeties play their way out. You know, hopefully we can extend Joseph. You know, Deontay Thompson, I love that guy. To, you know, set him up there and be good. Hopefully just a guy like Eric Harris will develop. Hopefully maybe on our defensive line, you know, we're able to sign a free agent edge rusher. Hopefully we're able to keep Mohurst healthy. You know, of course he has his yearly or annual uh, heart test that he has to take. Hopefully he can stick around long term and be the answer on the inside. Hopefully P.J. Hall develops into the guy we want. And uh, maybe we just bring in some secondary and bring in some speed and turn this thing around. But, like I said, my first option, I agree with you, winning for Quinn and man. That's the guy right there. Man, he's he dominated that game uh, the other night. He's back there Oklahoma. so much. I know. He Look, like I, like we were messaging. Uh, it wasn't no one offensive lineman could block Quinn and Williams. Yeah. No two <laughs> offensive linemen that they had could block Quinn and Williams. He's a beast. Man, I mean, just his presence, it gives me chills. That'd be awesome to see him in a Raider uniform. But there's a lot of talent up there. Yeah. I mean, the the Raiders will, if they stay at four, have a elite prospect that they're going to be able to add to their defense. And, you know, but, hey, there might be, like you were talking about, if they were to trade back, maybe there's some team that's absolutely in love with the quarterback. And uh, maybe Haskins decides to come out and, Maybe a team wants to jump up to four to snag them, and you know they they come with a lot of a lot of picks at us. Maybe we do trade back, but uh, I think staying and getting a guy like Quentin Williams or Greedy or you know I know there's like Nick Bosa, he's probably gonna go number one overall, but yeah. Josh Allen, the edge rusher, yeah, four might be a little high for him, but there's a lot of talent there that we talent. can add defensively, and I think we should definitely go defense um, oh, in, yeah. the, in the in the front part of the first round. Yeah, if you look at our offense, I mean, we're operating, I mean, pretty well for free agency. I think we can take care of it. I don't like, I feel like one of the one of the positions that's had the most busts is wide receiver. There's so many of these top wide receivers getting drafted in the first round the last few years that just, I mean, they don't pan out. I completely agree with the wide receiver thing. Plus, when you look at Gruden, he kind of likes a veteran receiver. Um, so I could see us kind of addressing the wide receiver position and the you know the weapons around Derek Carr and free agency um you know I haven't really gone on the air yet talking about it but I I think that John Gruden's going to bring in a heavy hitter at running back um possibly like a Le'Veon Bell Mm -hmm, whether mm -hmm. you think he's overpriced or not it's okay I think John Gruden is very interested in Le'Veon Bell and you know when you look at the receivers I think there's going to be some some big bodied veteran guys and then also some speedy guys that we can get uh, we have plenty of money to spend, so there's really no excuse there um, um, to go out and get a bunch of impact players. This year we have a ton of money. We're in, like, I think the top five in uh, cap space. Yeah. So I agree. I think uh, going high with the wide receiver uh, would be a mistake. I mean, look at us, man. We're sitting on here listing elite talent. I mean, we, I'd say we listed five or six guys on defense that I feel like are going to turn into Pro Bowl-type players <laughs> and then we're going to watch the draft and we're going to get offensive linemen that we got to Google that we don't know what's going on. We're going to trade you back. Had to Google. <laughs> I had Cole to Google. Miller was my 50th guy on my big board. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> he was actually 50th on my top 50. Oh, I just made 50 goodness. players. And I remember sitting there and I was telling my buddy, 
man, we're about to pass on Derwin James uh, and draft Colton Miller right now. And uh, it happened. But you know what? Colton's turned into a good player. Yeah. Though. I like Colton. I really do. I'm not saying that to, to hit on him. No. But Derwin James was my guy last year. Same. And um, as far as the secondary is concerned, Deontay Thompson's that guy for me this year. Yep. And I think he would be a good option um, maybe in the mid-first round if we were to trade up. I don't think he's going to last till the, you know, our second or third first round picks. But maybe if we traded up, um, we'd be able to snag him. That'd be huge. Uh, Quinn and Williams, Deontay Thompson Hall would be, it'd be a game changing day. Um, so I'm excited, but hopefully, hopefully no Googling of guys. <laughs> Please don't even put that out there. Cause don't, don't put it just, out there into existence, into uh, the space. <laughs> Please. Don't. Dude, the, it, it's already been put out there by our franchise. It's like, that's their, that's their go-to right there. Besides the Khalil Mack draft. I mean, that's kind of just what we like to do, man. We like our Robert galleries. We like our, uh, we like our random offensive linemen. Oh, man. Oh, our, man. our project yeah. gadget players and everything else. I'm just else. getting mad. We lost to the Chiefs today. The season's over. I'm not <sighs> going to see the Raiders till August in their awesome uniforms. And now you got me talking about Darius Hayward Bay. This is your fault. <laughs> Stop it. We're positive. Hey, well, look on the bright side. Our, uh, our first-round draft picks for next year. We're supposed to be two uh, crappy teams, and now we're picking our second and third first-round draft in the 20s. Gosh dang it, man. What the heck? What happened this year, dude? I'm telling well, When you look back, the 49ers <sighs> had the better offer, but look, they had signed Jimmy Garoppolo, and a lot of people thought the 49ers were going to be really good. Obviously, Jimmy G got hurt early in the year, mm-hmm. and Chicago has not been good in a while. Man, they had Trubisky. Trubisky had a really kind of poor rookie season last year. I wouldn't say poor, but... It wasn't like he was lighting the world on fire where everyone thought, oh, it's for sure going to be a next step for him this year. But Matt Nagy's really good. I mean, he was calling plays for the Chiefs last year at the end. He took the play calling from Andy Reid at the end of last year, and he's solid. And he built an offense that Trubisky, even though he struggled some, was able to to work with. And obviously the addition of Khalil Mack to an already good defense made them an unexpectedly really good football team that won the division. Who would have thought that? So it just, man, that's just how things went for the Raiders this year, though. Everything that could go wrong kind of went wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's just hopefully next year, though, everything that could go right goes right. Yeah. You know, we're we're owed in the the universe. We're owed some good luck. So agreed. So speaking of the draft, we can we can talk all day on this. I know you got your big board, but what really matters is uh, who our general manager is going to be. Of course, John Gruden has his say, but right now it looks like Mike Mayock, the NFL Network uh, analyst and scout guy, he's the kind of the go-to for uh, NFL draft talk and uh, mock drafts and whatnot. Looks like he's the kind of the leader in the sweepstakes here for the Oakland general manager job who uh who is Mike Mayock man how if you had to explain him what do you think of him he's the opposite of Mel Kuyper because he knows (laughs) what he's talking about I like him (laughs) but uh, honestly uh Mayock he was a guy that you know when the draft was on I always turned to NFL Network because I wanted to hear what he had to say he always seemed to have a good pulse on the draft obviously the draft is a crapshoot it's very difficult um, but I'm kind of surprised, um, to be honest with you. I kind of feel like, I don't know, in a way, the whole general manager for John Gruden kind of isn't like a super attractive job, even though the Raiders yeah. have a ton of first round picks coming up because John Gruden's so polarizing and he has so much control over the organization. Yeah. But maybe Gruden 
kind of understands his flaws a little bit because Mayock's not a guy. I don't see him as a guy that's just going to be like a yes man to Gruden. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Okay. You want to trade this guy? Okay. I'll go. You know, no, I don't think he's like that. I don't think he would like waste one second telling John Gruden, like you're an idiot. Don't trade a third round pick for Martavis Bryant. I don't think, you know, Mayock's not going to be a yes man. He will. I feel like, uh, battle head to head with Gruden. And that's what Gruden really needs. And that's yeah. what I was afraid the Raiders weren't going to get with their general manager, because the last thing Gruden needs is some guy saying, Oh, you're so right. I worship you, Gruden. Yes. Whatever you want. He needs a guy that's going to be like, you're an idiot. No, mm-hmm. that's an emotional trade. That's going to hurt us in the long run. That's a win, like help us win maybe a little bit now and cost us in the future type thing. And uh, that's a big get. I think he's a good personality. And then when you, the thing that's in question is the lack of GM experience. How is he going to be with free agents yeah. mm-hmm. and contracts? There's a whole different thing aside from the draft, but just as the draft and personality wise and prowess wise, I think Mayock's a solid guy to be considered. Yeah, I thought the same thing earlier. I'm like, you know, I, th- I feel like the Raiders are just looking for a guy that's just so he understands. General manager is your title, but what you do is you answer to John Gruden, you work out the contract details, but then I thought to myself, just something sparked, I'm like, what if maybe John and Mark sat down and they thought to themselves, you know what, maybe we screwed up a few too many things here, maybe we need to bring in a guy that knows what he's doing and help us out a little bit, and I'm hoping that's kind of where we're going with Mike Mayock, not just some out-of-the-blue guy that's just going to be a magician with contracts, some guy that's actually going to go in there and help us with contract moves, help us with, at least for sure, drafting. I mean, I felt like we hit pretty good on this draft, depending on how much of a say Reggie McKenzie had compared to John Gruden. I felt like we did really great. John Gruden so far has been a wizard in free agents. Uh, For the most part, everyone he's brought in has panned out and wanted to play for the Raiders. And, of course, you know, he's getting uh, text messages on his cell phone from guys that want Le'Veon to be Bell, cough, cough. Yeah. Bell, cough, cough. <laughs> he's texting John Gruden late at night you know uh yup <laughs> type deal you know he wants to play for the Raiders the Raiders <laughs> yeah that interview is god but uh yeah you know Mayock too he always knew like he had a good pulse as to you know who was going to draft like what guy and what mm. they were looking for and what that means is he had a, has a lot of respect with scouts yeah. So that tells me that he's kind of clued in and I think he could probably assemble and manage one heck of a scouting department. And I think this could be a huge hire for the Raiders, honestly. And I, I it's out of left field in terms of like I didn't think Mayock was interested in being a GM. I didn't even think of him. But now that I'm putting all the pieces together, I actually think this is a pretty smart hire. And I'm really excited that he's uh, not only going to you know interested in taking the position. Hopefully he does. But that Gruden, you know, like we were talking about, might actually understand some of his flaws. Mark Davis might understand that he really doesn't know a whole lot about football, (laughs) right? Um, You know, Mark is not Al, you know, and I know Al had rough years at the end and everything. But Al Davis knew football um, as well as anybody. Mark Davis, I don't look at him as a Mm -hmm. guy who knows football as well as anybody. He doesn't know know haircuts, Uh, man. Yeah, you know, man, he knows the bull cut. <laughs> oh, he knows geez, the bull cut. Tell so. you. Hey, I, I like your take on these things, man. Chris, you're bringing the heat. I love the truth that you're dropping to the listeners here. Now let's, uh, let's give the listeners a chance. We're going to give some awards out, our own personal player awards. But let's, uh, let's take some of these phone calls first, man. Raider Cody, it's Savage Raider or S Black, 1984. 
also send it at send it podcast. Uh, here's my most disappointing player for the year. I'm going to have to go with Mark Davis Bryant. Um, love Mark Davis Bryant 2015. He was laying down some amazing catches, throwing off players like Tyron Matthew, absolutely destroying him. Uh, I think we barely got over 100 yards from him this year, no touchdowns. He's got the size. He just can't get his life together, which is setting. My MVP is going to be DC4. Again, Derek's learning a new scheme. Hasn't thrown a picker since week five. Still not really back to the form I saw in 16, even though the numbers show it. Um, but I still think he's doing a great job. Clearly, Gruden is on his ass, and he's still performing. So DC4 is my MVP. Uh, most disappointing, Martavis Bryant. Love the podcast, bro. Peace. There it is, man. Savage Raider. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where uh, the bad juju came from today. This call came in yesterday. Uh, Savage Raider, after you stated that he hasn't thrown a pick since week five, you're the one that jinxed it. You're the one that, <laughs> you're the one that caused these picks. <laughs> I completely agree with him, though. That was a, His points no. were good, though. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sound really good. Uh, I copied me actually we'll get to that later but <laughs> copied me taking your taking your awards I know, man dude but uh shout out again savage raider uh co-host to the send it podcast i believe they just dropped their first episode getting a roll and check them out they're kind of a pure nfl based make sure you check them out at send it podcast let's take this next phone call hey raider cody raider rue out here in logan utah yeah Here's i go ahead and give my call in and for picks for uh Team MVP and most disappointing player. I'd say for me, team MVP has got to be Rodney Hudson. Ooh. He was at Steady Eddie on the line with all the changes and injuries around him, and our quarterback having some growing pains in the new offense, and he was still true all the way through. Yeah, agree with uh, that. Agree with that. Originally, my first thought was Reggie Nelson, but then <laughs> I wasn't disappointed with it because. Really, that's exactly what I expected. <laughs> so true, dude. So <laughs> true. So for me, the most disappointing player was Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Expected him. I knew there was some questions. That's twice. With him, he came in, and some there were some concerns. But I expected him to provide more in the offense and give a little bit of a peak threat that we needed. And all we got out of him was headaches and trouble. So mm-hmm. White Tiger is my most disappointing player. All right, thanks, Go Raiders. White Tiger. Yeah, Raider Roof. My guy, dude. That's twice <laughs> now. They took my. <laughs> Maybe we should have did ours <laughs> first. <laughs> pencil in someone else now, since everyone's taking Martavis Bryant. But it's true. He was third round pick. Nah, definitely they're on it, man. That was a disappointing, uh, you know, acquired uh, player for sure. Yeah, personally, me, I forgot about him, and then now I'm getting these phone calls and hearing from you. I'm like, gosh dang, how did I forget about this guy? He was disappointing, especially because we actually, I mean, lost a little bit with him, losing that draft pick and uh, hoping he'd turn into something. But yeah, well, that's why. Hopefully, uh, Mayock won't let Gruden pull any triggers on any uh, trades like that. Yeah, but hey, shout out Raider Rue. I think that was your uh, first call in here to the Raider Cody podcast. Appreciate it, man. Keep them coming. Raider Cody. What up, man? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr. What up, Kenny? Kenny King. Right before the game, I'm all fired up on about 14 coffees, all right. three Red Bulls, all right. two Mountain Dew, all right. and a Michelada. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm only getting started. Uh-huh. I plan on being loud and proud today, repping that Raider Nation. Mm-hmm. Well, my neighbors think that something's going on. <laughs> might have to call the cops on me because <laughs> they think something's going on. Something's going on. Anyways. Let's 
get this today. We need to get a win. We need to get D.C. to go off. Man. Hmm. I'll call you after the game. Hopefully I'm just as happy. Uh, it's not happy. Uh, <laughs> now a different tone on the post-game call. Oh, man. Gosh dang it. Well, those are all the calls before the game started. Yeah. Gosh dang Thinking it, Kenny. Jr. was us all earlier today, though. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So. All fired up. Oh, man. All optimistic. Feeling like, oh, man. Gosh dang it, Kenny. <sighs> Deja vu, man. Deja vu. Looks yep. like you uh, just called back, so here's the post game. Man. <laughs> Ain't that some bullshit? <laughs> I feel you, Kenny. They allowed us Mahomes. Uh, and now we're sitting home Malone <laughs> like Kevin on Christmas and shit. Oh, man. Man, it's Raider. It's mad shit. Superwine, uh, Kenny King Jr., you know who it is. We know who it is, man. No, we know. We know. Speak Look, it. Look, all right. Bright side, DC got 4,000 yards for the first time in his career. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Highest completion percentage, uh, highest yards per highest yards per throw, uh, most completions in, in five years. Yeah. So there's there's bright side. Uh, Jared Cook, hell of a season. Yeah. Daniel Clutch Carlson. Yeah. Call him Clutch Carl. Uh, ninety four percent, ninety four percentage, highest since Janikowski six years ago. Um, uh, you know, Mo Hurst, the steal of the draft. Gary on Conley coming into his own, looking like looking like a true player. Carl Joseph having you know having a breakout season since they moved in the preseason. Uh, since we've been saying that for the past you know couple of years, uh, but damn man, you know just just tough, 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 mm-hmm. tough, tough, tough. It's over. <laughs> the fat lady has sung. Uh. Let's get some weapons around Carr next year. Let's. Let's get some. Let's get some defensive players. I want to go hard. Go hard at uh, a Clowney in, in free agency. Okay. Uh, looks Ooh, like that might be on the trading block. Let's, let's try to make some moves for him. Let's get DC some receivers to throw mm-hmm. to. Keep mm-hmm. Dorty around. Keep Cook. Bring Cook back. Uh, Seth Rogers has been pretty nice. Um, but let's also stroke that line, man. We got to cut the cable. Go with Direct TV. Cutting cable, man. He doesn't like your. Uh, I don't think he's gonna like your unpopular opinion. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody's gonna like your unpopular opinion whenever it happens. Nope, I don't think they are. But you know, <laughs> that's why it's unpopular, Cody. Uh, so, <laughs> well, thanks for breaking it to us now, man. <laughs> yep, yep. Just trying to prep the Raider Nation for uh, what I think's to come. So, Tom take... Cable gonna be back. Ah, oh, sucker, man. Let's take this next phone call. Hey, what's up, Raider Cody? Uh, it's your boy, Mark E. Soto. Uh, what's up, Mark? Yeah, I know I said I was going to call in, uh, but I managed to calm the fuck down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and here's my take, man. So super disappointed uh, in that off in that effort today, mm-hmm. you know, especially considering how, how well we played against Denver last week. Um, I believe in D.C., but for real, uh, I'm on the fence with Gruden. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen several questionable decisions mm-hmm. from Gruden. You know, that he's made, uh, Tom Cable, Johnny Townsend somehow still have jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't seen him prepare this team uh, to consistently, you know, uh, uh, 
compete week in and week out. Consistent, right? There's no preparation. Keyword. You know, a little too inconsistent there. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I still think DC is the man. Uh, no idea what Jared Cook was doing on that pick mm-hmm. six play. And if we can get some studs to come play here in free agency or via the draft, I think we'll be better. But, yo, Tom Cable and not having a home in 2019 uh-huh. are probably our biggest obstacles. Hopefully it all works out, but uh, trust and believe I ain't going anywhere. Uh, when does it tie? Yeah. Till I die, always. Yeah. Raider um, Nation, man, all day. I mean, that's all I got, man. Happy New Year to you and uh, the rest of Raider Nation. Um, hope you all stay safe and have a good one. Uh, Mark so out. Yeah, Mark Soto. Appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. Happy New Year to you and yours, too. Uh, And I feel you, man. It's hard to – everyone's a little bit on the fence with uh, John Gruden, but you got to lean to that that 10-year side, of course. You know, he's he's sticking it out, you know. The fence fence is – it's locked in, man. That's the long-term fence, so – we're all just going to have to get used to that. But I think, you know, in terms of preparation, I agree. Consistency mm-hmm. um, is key. But, you know, understand, I mean, you know, the Raiders, they don't have a lot of room for error offensively. They don't have yeah. a lot of playmakers, you know. So there's – you don't see, like, these other quarterbacks when they drop back, they got other guys, you know, their weapons, like, you know, running down the middle of the field wide open like you don't really see that a lot with the Raiders every like big play has to be a great throw Mm -hmm. and that means that they don't have enough speed and uh, really enough talented weapons out there Um, you know they need to get not only talented fast even big body guys but they have to get the right ones um, that uh, that can buy in um, that are about the style of football that John Gruden has so it's it's difficult though to just you know, I, I'm sure that they're fully prepared, but uh, you know the performance is inconsistent because of the level of uh, talent and uh, the lack thereof, I should say. Yeah, no consistency, man. That's the that's the key word for me because it does seem like uh, every other week we're getting a different team. But I get it. Uh, you know, we're there. It's just been uh, today was just kind of the swing of things. Yeah. Our it was defense, unacceptable. It was, unacceptable. Yeah, it, it was yeah. but I, I feel like our defense still had the same opportunities that theirs did but they just capitalized on them you know it turned into pick sixes almost two pick sixes whenever we almost had that same opportunity man we had our defenders got hit in the chest with the ball twice you know, yeah. that could have just as easily been us you know arians didn't say anything about that though he kind of oh no yeah, oh no yeah. but uh you know that's the difference though <laughs> between you know the really when you look at obviously the chiefs have a much more talented you know roster than us you know their weapons kelsey and Hill and all that. It just goes on and on. And Andy Reid's a you know great coach. But still, the difference between winning and losing, the difference between getting blown out and having it being a close game is really not as big as fans think. And, you know, it's about taking advantage of your opportunities. And the Raiders, they don't take advantage of their opportunities. And it seems to be that other teams do when they play them. And, yeah. you know, games get away from them. And then then they're in a tough spot uh, and they don't have enough, you know, talent really in a lot of uh, areas to, to get back into the game. But that's, you're right. That's, I mean, Whitehead had two, two passes right in his hands. They didn't catch today. That would have been game changers. And he even acknowledged as much on social media after the game, mm. but that's just the Raiders season in a nutshell, you know, opportunities yeah. wasted and easy opportunities given to the other team. So, yeah, gosh, dang, man, these phone calls are depressing. It's like reliving the freaking game. It's again. a depressing day, though. <sighs> you know, the season's over. It was a bad loss. None of us like we're no. so over losing in Kansas City. I know yeah. Derek Carr's over losing in Kansas mm-hmm. City. I know John Gruden does not like losing to Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He knows about this rivalry. 
you know, we're, we're sick and tired of it, man. But you know, all we can do is just, we're Raider fans. We're, we understand the losing. We've gotten a little experience in that, but, uh, we just got to hope that there's brighter days ahead. So just keep the faith. It's all you can do. Keep the faith. You know what, man? All I can do right now is just take this next phone call. Let's go. Hey, Raider Cody. This is your boy, Raider Nug, Vince. What's up, Vince? Call in to see what your opinion is on this game. Obviously, Mm. you saw that it was trash. Yep. Two interceptions by Derek Carr when he hasn't Mm. thrown one in weeks. Offense just looked off. Defense just looked off. Mm -hmm. Is this going to be something that we're going to see next year? The inconsistencies no. from day to day. Don't say that. Please no. Or do you no, think no, we're no. going to make the right moves and get the right pieces to yes. change that? Say that. Yep, I like that. Talk to you later, Raider Cody. Have a good one. See you next season, y'all. Yes, sir, Vince. Gosh dang it, man. Uh, I'm going to go with the latter. I like to say that we're going to bring in the, the pieces, and this 2018 season is going to be just wiped out of our memories. And something that we can just look back on and laugh. That's kind of. I'm hoping uh, either that or I'm going to look back and cry. You know, oh. two. but uh, man, <laughs> this word yeah, all started. Just, <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, hopefully this can be two, three, four years from now. We'll be like, yeah, that was the rough year, but we endured it, and then yeah. you know that was the start of something special. That's what we're all hoping for. But we'll see, man. A lot of it's going to be a crazy off season again. Uh, you know, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into last off season, right? But this mm-hmm. year, I think we all are 100% aware it's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. We'll see yeah. what happens. So hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely, man. The most, uh, what's the the famous Raider fan quote? There's always next year. <laughs> man, you know, that's a funny story. That's exactly when, when the Raiders lost the Super Bowl. More depressing uh, oh. news here. My brother, oh. I'll never forget after the game. Uh, I'm wearing my Tim Brown jersey. I'm just devastated. And he's like, dude, next year, man. The Raiders got it next year. Dude, he started this. It's his fault. I'm going to call Rick right now and tell, tell him, him man. this whole situation is his fault. This, you know, this 18 years, whatever it is, it's all his fault. Still waiting for that next year. So Thanks, Rick. Screw you, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's take this next phone call. Raider Cody. It's my last <laughs> can. Welp. That's it for us. Yeah, it was, uh, we started out at the beginning of the year like we ended, you know, just a lot of turnovers and uh, defense looked promising and uh, just it just couldn't pull through. It is what it is, and uh, I think we just look forward to next year. Yeah. Uh, MVP for the season, it's a tough one. It really is. I really thought about it a lot before I called in, but, you know, I got to go with Carr. I think the offense moves, the team moves with or without him, you know, and uh, I think uh, – he put up some pretty good numbers, and he had to struggle through adversity. And, uh, you know, I was up there in between Cook and, and Hudson, but with Cook and that last play kind of did me in. That's <laughs> what stopped on the route. All right, so my disappointing player of the, of, the, of the year, this one was a tough one for me too, and I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if he's going to agree with this one or not. But I got to go with in the beginning of the season, when the season actually started, who was Uh-oh. on the roster, and I got to go with Khalil Mack. Ooh. Let me tell you why. Uh, he let – he, he let down not just you know his mm-hmm. team, but he let down the entire Raider Nation. Mm-hmm. Everybody had high hopes. You know, I, I truly believe Gruden wanted to coach him. Gunther needed was there. Everybody was excited, and, and Mac chased the money and the opportunity. Um, you know, good for him though. He's he's balling out. And he's with Chicago, and they're they're going to probably make a deep run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of just set the tone for the season. Yeah, you know, with the, all the players on defense, uh, Irvin and 
and uh, just whoever else was just on that on that just didn't believe what the team was going when they let go of Mac and and I think that came down to Mac and his agent not taking uh, the Raiders offer and uh, it sucks and uh, that that's my definitely my disappointment disappointing mm. player of, of the of the year uh, anyways look 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 forward to the uh, the draft in April and uh, what what we do in free agency we got to get some playmakers we need some speed uh, we need to shore up the offensive line. Um, we need a running back. We need a wide receiver. We need so many, so many players. Um, but I'm curious to see what they do. I, I like Pharrell. I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I know uh, everybody likes uh, the, the, the defensive tackle from Alabama. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? We need a de- we need a defensive end, and uh, the Raiders can go anywhere. Just don't t- don't get your heart set on one player. I can tell you that. <laughs> not. Get your heart set up for disappointment. Uh, anyway, thanks for doing what you're doing. Happy 2019. Yeah, uh, it was a hell of a year, and thanks to you guys getting us through with these podcasts. God bless. Uh, Raider Cody action figure hitting the hitting the mail soon, brother. Take yeah, care. so yeah. talk about little Raider yeah. Cody man coming in soon. Love the call. Love the call. Yeah, man. Monster Mash Ken always brings it, man. Yeah, I understand the disappointment with Mac. I think. You could say that maybe the Raiders disappointed him a little bit with their offer. Yeah. I can yeah. understand he's a, him and his agent just, you know, doing what they can do to get him paid, and the Raiders wanted him. They could have paid him. But uh, at the end of the day, I understand it was a disappointing uh, whole situation for the yeah. Raiders organization and the fans. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. No matter No matter whose fault it was, it is disappointing just on the players, you know, standpoint yeah i got wish i could have seen some 52 i got his uh jersey hanging in my man cave right now so you know i i feel it i feel it i feel it man too i feel it so let's take this uh let's take this next phone call the fellas it's by her rate of ec fucking terrible game today all around man (laughs) no one played up the standards four possessions four fucking turnovers that's fucking embarrassing that's fucking unacceptable you know, this team was unwatchable today. I could. I gotta pause this a minute. Do you? You know what, Raider VC man? Do you kiss your mother with that mouth, man? <laughs> Gosh dang, Vi. Let's listen to the rest of your dang phone call. I counted five. I counted five. You counted moms. five. The five. frustration is understandable. It's understandable. Gosh dang! I hope your mom don't want to kiss tonight. Here we go. Mend those that that made it through the whole game because I couldn't. I just fucking couldn't. Ah, Anyhow, MVP this year is DC for me. There we go. And the biggest disappointment for me personally is Marshawn's injury. Would have loved to see him get in a few more games. Nice. Uh, That would have been fun. And uh, shout out to the Nation fam. You all know who you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll be seeing a bunch of you guys in March when I get to Cali. And, uh, (laughs) you know, just uh, let's keep our chins up and uh, hose down, G's up. Let's go. Let's prepare for the draft and uh, love and respect you all. There we go, Raider VC. Appreciate Gosh you. dang. Appreciate you. I'm telling you, man, this guy, he's he's kept uh, Twitter pretty entertaining. Him and uh, shout-out to Rollicking Raider. Oh, at some point, yeah, that's I my think. Yeah, uh, Rollicking Raider's my boy, man. I'm telling you, I think they both stole my Avi at one point, took my name, and we're having a conversation. I was having a conversation with myself at some point down the timeline. Yeah, yeah oh. Rollicking Raider, uh, he tried to message me uh, with the Raider Cody-like name. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, nice try, dude. <laughs> oh man yeah he jumped in our group chat at one point it was this is raider vc jumps in our group chat and he's telling everybody that i quit podcasting i'm gonna start covering chiefs I news saw that. <laughs> i saw that i saw that i saw that we were all bored that day so 
Oh, sucker, man. You know what? Screw you, Raider VC. Thanks for the phone call, though, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to Canada, too, man. Let's take this next phone call. What up, Raider Cody? It's your boy, Bobby Wasabi. Yeah. Here Bobby. for my MVP and not MVP picks of 2018. Uh, let's see. MVP for 2018. Personally, for me, would have to be Mr. Mo Hurts. Uh-huh. This young man has been extraordinary. I mean, the the fact that, that he got dropped down all the way to the fifth round before he got picked up, I thought it was one hell of a steal for us. Mm-hmm. I'm liking what this young man is doing. I mean, he's he's putting up numbers like this one guy that used to be with us. I think his name was... 52 or something, I can't remember. <laughs> Mo Cack. Mo Hurts, I could see that young man having that C on his chest, making us proud, and being a leader on our team. Because yeah. that guy's stepping it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for honorable mentions for my MVP, I also got listed here as the special teams. You know, Dwayne Harris, this is a young, smart hey, man right here. Yeah. Knows what he is doing out there. I mean, the, the, the previous... 99-yarder, the other one where he had to step his foot right outside. I mean, this guy knows what he's doing. Special teams are definitely picking it up. Daniel Carlson, I believe Miss Angria Trash from the Just Win Ladies called him short circuit because this guy <laughs> got some legs. He can kick it right there, right before it goes into the end, right before it gets to a touchback. And so he has to force the, you know, has to force the other team to make a decision to what to do. And, you know, he's, he's, he's making it happen. Mr. Johnny Townsend, uh, let's just leave him out of that one. Oh. Which brings us to our not MVP. Uh, I was actually making a little list on my phone. I typed in RE and then I hit the G and it autofilled <laughs> and it put Reggie oh, and then I put a space and then it autofilled again and it put Nelson. So he knew who I was talking about. He knew that dude, you know, hasn't been doing what you call so good. So <laughs> that would be my not MVP. And uh, this honorable mention, I'm sorry, Brendan Parker, but you're in there. Ooh. Dude, I know you were thrust into a position that you weren't ready for. But come on, man. You you, you, you got to step up. Hopefully next year will be a little bit better for you. But, you know, hey, we'll we'll see how it goes. These are some growing pains for you, so... It it should be good next year. Um, It was a very uh, dismal game today. That's all I got to say about about today's performance. It was was terrible. So here's my question to you, Redder Cody. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a a Macarena (laughs) and 10 being a Tupac California Love, (laughs) what would you rank it as? Uh. Me, I would have to give it a... uh, a Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Ah, oh, get that crap out of uh, here, man. I, I, I kind of liked it at first. Uh, I liked what, what I was seeing. Mm. And then I didn't like what I was seeing. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want to see that no more. <laughs> and that was it. So, yeah, definitely uh, getting right. jiggy with it. All I right. don't really feel like hearing that song no more. Uh, uh. <laughs> Those are my picks for 2018, Raider Cody. Uh, thank you for entertaining me. Thank you for what you do. You're awesome. Love your content. And uh, can't wait to hear some more. Raider Nation, be safe out there. And uh, Merry New Year. Yeah. Bobby Wasabi out. Bobby Wasabi. So, Bobby okay. Wasabi. What do we have here? One out of 10. One out of 10. Uh, a one was a Macarena, and a 10 was a, 
uh, Tupac's California Love. Was that his? Was that his question? Yep, that was it. Um, hmm. I'm gonna give this a. Uh, I'm gonna give this a masterpiece. Make him say, "Uh." It was kind of one of those songs, man. It just you hear it now and it makes you cringe. At first, it might have sounded good, but it makes you cringe now. So that's how. That's where I'm ranking this season, man. So whenever you hear uh, "Make him say, uh," then. That's where I sit. That's where I sit with 2018 right now. Shout out, Bobby. You know, I liked his, uh, I liked his honorable mentions. We should have, uh, hmm. Might have to incorporate that a little bit with our player awards, but that was our final That's phone call. So solid. let's, uh, let's get into it, man. Chris, what, uh, offensive MVP, who you got? I'm going to go with Derek Carr. I think uh, he's been the constant on this team. I know Jared Cook obviously had a great season. But just the fact that uh, the poor offensive line play, but the improvement that he kind of showed navigating pressure, keeping this this unit that was in flux all year, somehow just trying to keep them on the same page and to have them, although today was terrible as a whole team, not just an offensive unit, but down the stretch, the Raiders played better. Uh, before today, the previous six games, they were three and three. They were scoring more than 23 points a game. And with everything they'd gone through and, you know, to kind of like build the chemistry and, you know, uh, get the guys to buy into Gruden's system, I think that's really valuable. And I think Derek Carr is really respected. Um, and he's a huge reason why they played so hard. Um, you know, we talked about that last week and touched on it. Um, the offensive lineman hurt staying in the game. They don't just do that for some random guy. They really believe in yeah. Derek Carr, and he kind of—I think—he kept the the group together in some circumstances that were not easy. Um, and he kept his composure, stayed positive, and kept working and kept grinding. And I think that's extremely valuable. On top of the fact that he still threw for over four thousand yards, and he was sacked fifty plus times, <laughs> and that has not happened a lot in this league. Period. First of all, yeah. throwing for over four thousand yards is an accomplishment, even in yep. today's game. But getting sacked fifty plus times while doing so—that's impressive because mm-hmm. that means that you're in trouble a lot. So uh, to be able to stand back there, knowing you're probably going to get blasted a good amount of times per game, and to still deliver the football, gain yardage get first down, score points. You got to give Derek Carr a lot of credit for that. And I know that I do. And I know, you know, you know, you could say I'm the captain of the Derek Carr fan club, but so be it. Um, (laughs) I appreciate his efforts this year. And I think he's the offensive MVP of this season. Oh yeah. Can't take anything away from DC four, but thanks man. It's hard to come up with someone else's MVP besides Derek Carr, but I'm going to go with what I think, uh, you know, without, this guy, Derek Carr, could have been the guy he was this year. Jared Cook. Uh, probably pretty predictable, man. The guy showed up and showed out. I've been ranting and raving, raving about him all week. And just like last week, I said he deserves that contract extension, man. Get after it. He finished the year. I mean, I feel like on a normal season, if we had a, you know, if we're really able to compete the entire year, it was a thousand yard year for him. But. He finished 896 yards, six touchdowns, both of which were career highs for him. I mean, you can't beat it, man. He came to Oakland. His career was resurrected. He was put on the map. He's a top five tight end in the NFL. 
And I feel like for the Raiders, man, he's uh, he's my offensive MVP. No, I'd say uh, my non-quarterback offensive MVP. Respectable. We got to bring him back. I really hope we do. It's a great wow. choice, man. Great choice. I'll be sick if we don't. Now, how about uh, next? We got defensive MVP. What do you got, Chris? I'm gonna go with GC21, Gary on Conley. No, he um, stole my guy. You know, obviously <laughs> Mohurst, uh, really good player. I mm-hmm. last week, you know, I was and uh, I put down as my popular opinion that he was, you know, our best draft pick and our mm-hmm. most valuable draft pick and all that. But Conley this year. The growth when they finally just let him go, they stopped this whole like not starting him thing and let him mm-hmm. just play. Um, to me, he's by far their best defensive back, yeah. and I think he was their most valuable player. You look at it uh, in the game we beat Cleveland; he had a pick six. You look at the game we beat the Steelers; he did a great job on Antonio Brown, made him oh, almost yeah. a non-factor in the game. So, Garon Conley's proven that he can be an impact corner. Um, I love his speed, his athleticism, his range, um, his physicality. Obviously, uh, you know, his open field tackling is probably a flaw, but I feel like he's an intelligent player. And, uh, you know, he knows um, he knows how to stop a really good receiver, uh, obviously. So to me, that's valuable. And I would probably say he's the guy on our defense that we need to continue to build around. And he's the most valuable defensive player. Yeah. Well, I mean, since he stole my guy, <laughs> I agree. Hey, they've been stealing my Martavis Bryant disappointing guy. So, you know, right back at you, man. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I agree. I'm going to roll into uh, most improved. Um, and the guy I picked could kind of go between either most improved or most surprising. And uh, that's going to be Eric Harris. Um, not only did he, I mean, I'll, I will say uh, he, he could definitely be both awards. Uh, he did surprise me, but at the same time, Man, to come out as a, I believe he was, was he Pro Bowl on special teams? Uh, to come out as a special teamer and make the squad, you know, in the rotation at safety and then eventually start at safety, uh, that's big time for Mr. Eric Harris. So uh, that's my guy right there. Uh, he's the, like we say, man, he's a grinder. So that's our, that's my most improved right there. Who do you, who do you got? I got Jalen Richard. I think Jalen obviously had a really good rookie season as far as rushing is concerned. uh, His rookie year um, has been his best year. But if you look at receiving, you know, his rookie season, he had 29 catches last year. He had 27 catches, disappointing campaign this year. He had 66 catches Uh on 79 targets for 590 yards. So his, uh, his total yards, um, I mean, he was like, what, almost 900 total yards this year. Uh, That's, to me, um, a huge improvement. He Mm -hmm. showed in Gruden's offense that he can be that third down back, that receiving back, um, that weapon. Um, you know, he can, he can run those short routes. He's a good screen guy. He's a nice, just check down player. Derek obviously trusts him. Uh, so I would definitely say Jalen Richard's the most improved player because he showed it. It was kind of a facet of his game that we always thought like, Oh, he's good at that. They should utilize him more. Well, Gruden did that and he proved that, uh, that he can handle it. And then some, so he, uh, he definitely showed a lot this year. I'd say he's most improved. Yeah. I like that developed a role, uh, in an offense and he's been talked about quite a bit by, by John Gruden. So heck yeah, man, I, uh, you got my vote there. How about, uh, most surprising player who do you got? Well, you kind of rolled him into the last one in the most improved Uh-oh. slash most surprising, but Eric Harris was my guy. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I really like Eric Harris. Obviously, you know, we talked about Deontay Thompson um, earlier uh, in the pod here. And, you know, obviously I want to bring back Carl Joseph. But Eric Harris, he's a good player. Special teams, depth. And in a situation where some guy's hurt next year or if he, you know, earns a starting role, you know, full time next year, starting from week one, then great. If we go in a different direction with the draft or something happens with Joseph. But I like Harris and uh, he's a guy I want in that locker room, want in that practice field. And uh, so I like your choice there. So I rolled with him, copied you. (laughs) There we go. I I like it. I like it. He fits. He fits both awards for me, but uh, mainly because my most surprising was Doug Martin. Uh, he was a guy that I was yeah nice pretty choice. bummed out. Yeah, I was, nice I, was yeah. I was bummed out whenever we signed him for the most part. I mean, not. I mean, we could always use depth at running back, and I like that we're able to get a vet. You know, not just rely on our rookie running backs to go in there and carry the load. Um, I was ex- kind of expecting a guy that'd be a little bit more. I believe he had two or three fumbles this year. I was not necessarily looking for that out of a good veteran running back, but he finished off. You know, he only played you know exclusively as a starter like the second half of the season but he still finished uh 623 yards on 4.1 yards of carry and that's uh overall like his third best uh season in his career and it's pretty good this late in the stage and for the most part i'd say if he took these last two or three games man those stats and those averages would look a lot better man he's he's put up a few hundred yard games and He's really back to uh, back. Became, yeah. He back put up back hundred yard games. I know. I that's. I don't think Marshawn has done that the whole time mm-hmm. he's been here. I I think it's. Uh, I heard a stat. It was like 2011. Michael Bush was the last time we had a back to back hundred yard rusher. That's so. crazy. He's got a for uh, for a little muscle hamster, a little old guy. He's still got a pretty mean jump cut. I'm uh, I'm excited for him, man. He gets on the Cody. roll, man. He has this little uh, hiccup and he pops over, and it it, it he, looks pretty smooth, man. He does not like being called muscle hamster. Hey, 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 hey. So well, I don't like getting proved wrong, him. but he had a good season. So, <laughs> yep, there you go. Nice response there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, I agree. I, I, I like the choice. I honestly thought when we signed him, I was like, you know, veteran minimum pretty much, not making a lot. I kind of thought DeAndre Washington mm-hmm. would prove to be a younger version of him, though, and kind of win that role. But Doug's been better than yeah. DeAndre Washington, which kind of leads to an awkward position for DeAndre Washington. I don't know how he's going to make it on the roster next year. But nonetheless, Doug Martin mm-hmm. was solid this year. Nice choice. I agree, man. DeAndre might be the odd man out. I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with uh, Doug Martin coming back next year. Depending on who we get, uh, he could be another depth guy. Heck, yeah. I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. So yeah, At least through the offseason program. You know, yeah. let him compete let him with the guys. And if our newer, younger guys pass, I mean, obviously, when we get Le'Veon Bell, that's uh, going to change yeah. things a little bit. But, you Kick know. everyone out. We just need him. Yep. <laughs> it covers them all, man. But uh now we got most disappointing. Uh I'll go because whoa. the uh <laughs> the guys already copied me. Um <laughs> You know what? Last minute I'm gonna do a check right now. Hopefully Ooh. Jared Cook uh, understands I'm checking right now okay. and he doesn't okay. uh, think it's a run. Oh. I'm gonna swap from Martavis Bryant, which everyone stole, and I'm gonna go with a guy that was on the Raiders before they traded him, and that was Amari Cooper. Ooh. going into this season we were all like Gruden Amari Cooper he talked about Cooper being the focus of the offense and you look at his great route running and how it would just fit into an you know a really advanced scheme like Gruden's and he had a couple of good games but he had a lot of not just quiet games but really quiet games like one catch nine yard type games 
And to me, that's that was really disappointing to the point where they said, hey, let's trade him. And obviously they got great value, but mm. it's disappointing. Um, I was disappointed in the whole Amari Cooper development yeah. And, yeah. and thought they made the right move in trading him. But look, when you look at it preseason, we all thought Cooper was going to have a huge year, yeah. a bounce back year. Didn't happen. So. That's what we were told, too. We were told that he was going to be the focal point of the offense. Right. And uh, just like I said, I mean, not necessarily disappointed in his season alone but just after the trade i'm just disappointed with how he carried himself man i named i named my dang dog after him man my boy coop now uh, i guess i gotta rename him to uh 2019 dallas cowboys first round draft pick or something i don't really i don't really know at this point does your dog fall asleep during game time oh Oh, Oh, yeah about about one one o'clock you're not listening but sorry about it about one o'clock he takes a nap every day every sunday (laughs) Yep, 25. <laughs> <laughs> My disappointing, he's going to be, I mean, you don't expect a whole lot out of this position anyways, but I'm going to say uh, our fullback, man, Keith Smith, uh, coming into this year, of course, we traded straight across uh, Ola Wally. He was a good all-around fullback, but it he didn't seem to fit what John Gruden wanted. John Gruden apparently, you know, wanted a hard-nosed, old-school fullback that could get in there and just, you know, just drop the hammer on some guys, you know, go after, be able to go heads up with a linebacker and lay him on his back. And for the most part, you know, out of some of the preseason clips and whatnot that we got of him, he was that guy, man. You'd see him, uh, him and I think, yeah, there was even a play with him and Chris Warren, man, just mowing guys over. And it's like, dude, we got ourselves, we can just line up in I formation, get behind Keith Smith and go after it. And then, you know, it turned into maybe uh, a fourth down conversion where all of a sudden now we wanted the guy to be a little bit versatile. Drops a big pass. After that, kind of disappears. Next game, he made a good play. But the rest of the season, man, he just didn't hear much from him anymore. And he seemed like one of those guys that was going to come in, be old school, and kind of take this uh, offense and our powerhouse offensive line to the next level. But... For the most part, he just kind of seemed like he disappeared a little bit on us. I, that's a great choice. I didn't even think about him. Uh, solid choice again, and that drop, that drop in that Denver game on the fourth down was a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, cost us the game. So nice choice. You're uh, yeah. you're on fire with these choices, Cody. Hey, like I'm it. trying to I'm trying to bring some random ones out here, man. Uh, well, Chris, what do you got for uh, best rookie? Who's your guy? Mohurst. He's been ah. talked about quite a bit on this podcast. Probably uh, your same one, but uh, yep. <laughs> I haven't made it lo- uh, known. Um, you know, last podcast, he was the best value spot fifth yeah. round. He's a first round player. I had him as my number one ranked defensive tackle last year, and uh, he's been a really good player for the Raiders. He's been their best rookie, and he's probably been their second best defensive player, like all in all. So uh, I definitely go. I'd go Mo Hurst all day. Belly rubbing Mo. Oh, dude, rub that belly, big fella. I'm telling you, I love Mo Hurst. I'm giving me some of that. I already told my wife, uh, Mo Hurst, man, that might be the jersey to get, and she's all over it, man. That's the that's the dude right there. He's gonna be uh, four sacks, right? Four sacks this season. That's uh, sounds like a young rookie, Khalil Mack on the interior. Did he, did he lead the Raiders in sacks? With four, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if anyone got more than that. that probably Considering not, we only had like thirteen total, that's yeah. a good chance. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Uh, he covered good, a spread uh, right there. <laughs> good probability. Yeah, <laughs> you should rename your dog Mo Belly Rubber oh, Mo. Oh, Mo. that's perfect. Come here, that's Mo. Perfect. 
Well, yeah. we kind of nicknamed him Bubba, so that's all right. I can just okay. call him. I honestly, I don't think I've really verbally called him Coop ever since we traded Cooper. I don't know. It's just kind of one of those words. Okay, here's a slow transition and renaming him. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Just like, it's it's Bubba, my German Shepherd Bubba. Yeah, we named him Bubba from the get go. Man, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then uh, my not my favorite award, but I liked my choice in this one. What's your uh, what's your best uh, coordinator or position coach this year? I'm going to go with Tom Cable. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with uh, Derek Ansley. Uh, I really liked uh, Gruden bringing him in from Alabama, Mm -hmm. and I really liked the work that he did with Garyon Conley this year. Uh, Eric Harris got thrust into a role and obviously improved. Carl Joseph, you could see at the end of the year the strides he was making. Um, you know, and then you look at Daryl Worley. He's a guy we brought in kind of late after the whole situation he had with Philadelphia and the whole, uh, you know, uh, legal trouble situation and got him into a role and he played mm-hmm. solid, um, at times. So I got to give Ansley credit for that. I think he did a solid job with the group he had. Um, obviously Melvin was a bit of a disappointment, but I think it was uh, being reported that Melvin was struggling with the technique and all that. And I think Ansley yeah. was working with him. But overall, I think that unit was probably the best unit uh, defensively. And uh, you got to give Ansley the credit for it. Yeah. Now, did you notice that uh, Gary and Conley today, still without Daryl Worley, still started at right corner? Do you think uh, you think that means we have a plan to bring uh, like a Daryl Worley or a Rashawn Melvin back? Well, when you look at um, the Raiders week one, they were have they were moving Conley around and mm-hmm. kind of match up, you know, moving the corners around based on matchups. But after week one, they didn't really do that. They kept their guys on their side of the field. Seemed like, uh, you know, Conley was at right corner most of the year. And uh, I could see him st- obviously staying on that side or possibly continuing to grow and follow the number one receiver. Um, but I think on the other side, I think Worley's the guy. I think Melvin's gone, and I think that they should consider, like we talked about last uh, last week, uh, bringing in someone that's maybe a little bit more uh, proven than Worley. Uh, a little maybe bit a little more bit greedy. More, yeah, maybe a <laughs> yeah, a little bit more greedy. Yes, <laughs> and making Worley kind of beat out you know whoever they draft or maybe a guy in free agency. But Conley's for sure the dude um, on oh, at yeah. least one side of the field, and then. Oh, yeah. uh, like we need to possibly give Worley a little push in competition, maybe mm-hmm. a little superior player, and make him get even better to earn that spot. Because I want, I want two studs on the outside. Oh yeah. And I don't want to just be like, oh, we got Worley on this side, we're good. You know, I no, I want, uh, I want two guys on the outside that are nightmares to to deal with, that have great technique, explosiveness, range, athleticism. That's what Conley has. So let's match it on the other side. Yeah, I agree. I think at some point too, we just need to on our slot position our nickel corner i think we just kind of need to find that that vet again i mean leon hall actually filled the role pretty nicely for how uh old and slow he was he did pretty good nick nelson i like the way he's developing but i don't think he's quite ready to just take on that full-time nickel role yet i think we just need a little bit smarter a little bit more proven and yeah uh, like a captain munderland type guy he's i know he was on minnesota before that but a veteran who's smart and savvy a little younger than leon hall hopefully that can hold up but (laughs) nelson uh nelson though i'm sure he learned a lot from leon hall this year yeah and nelson's got talent i like nick nelson and i i wouldn't mind bringing in a vet to kind of like fill it but hopefully nelson would surpass him in that position but as far as outside corner with conley um i would like a draft or free agency upgrade Oh yeah, oh yeah. Now for me, my uh, 
my best coordinator or position coach. I'm going to go with uh, the tight end coach, man, Frank Smith. Um, nice, nice. Not just Jared Cook's big year. He, uh, I mean, if you notice, we had a, I'd say our biggest uh, no-name questions were these random, all of a sudden this tight end takes a 30-yard jet sweep, you know, type deal. Uh, who's Who the heck is Waller, you know what I mean? Or who's this Derek Carrier guy making clutch touchdown catches? Or how's Lee Smith coming here and only have like five catches on the year and three of them are touchdowns type deal? And it seems like our tight end coach, Frank Smith, has prepared not only our starter, Jared Cook, to be able to go one-on-one in our scheme, but he's also prepared uh, you know, our three backup tight ends, whether he's a blocking tight end or not, or just some speedy gadget type tight end he's prepared them whenever their numbers called man they go out there and they made big plays uh i'd say shoot uh darren waller was averaging like close to 10 yards a catch lee smith was a little bit shorter but shoot he had like i said three touchdowns same thing with Derek carrier he was averaging i think over 10 yards a catch so for someone like that to be able to just prepare this group of guys to come in and just make plays that's my position coach right there dude Nice choice. Nice choice. And uh, how about we're going to go back a little negative. now, right? Yeah, yeah we're gonna... negative. Negative, man. Who's the, who's the most disappointing coach? What about you? I'm going to facilitate you this time. Who's your most disappointing coach or coordinator well, this season? Well, let me uh, – <laughs> do we really – I mean, obviously, I don't even have to – And I hate to go it, with your His unpopular. initials, TC – yeah. T- it's uh something like that uh <laughs> i think you you missed a block in there somewhere uh yeah tom cable yeah tom With cable good old tom cable man um i don't really i'm not gonna waste my time talking about it i hope i hope i hope i hope i've seen some development from our tackles of course colton miller when he got healthy was a little bit better brandon parker he's done i mean he didn't give up three sacks in a row anytime recently, so he's obviously improved. So I hope, I hope, I hope that my worst coordinator or coach turns into being someone solid or if not seen past 2019 in your unpopular opinion. But uh, like I said, I don't want to waste too much time on Tom Cable. Who's your worst coordinator? Man, I would have never envisioned seeing Paul Gunther. But I'm going to do it. Um, he was probably, you know, Ansley, obviously I talked about him, like a guy that, you know, Gruden brought in that I was excited about. But Paul Gunther was the coordinator from Cincinnati, um, well-respected. And when he came in, I was like, okay. Like, obviously I didn't envision the Mac trade. But I was like, we're going to have a decent defense. At the very least, we're going to have like a middle-of-the-road defense because he's got a lot of like blitz packages and – um, you know, creative uh, schemes and uh, be able to get the most out of his players. I felt like a lot of the players that weren't coached up that well previously were going to have a huge upgrade and play a lot better. And that did happen in some cases, but overall, setting an NFL record for points allowed, yep. you can't, you have to be mentioned in mm-hmm. the most disappointing coordinator or coach if you're responsible for that. And uh, obviously, everything you know starts and ends with John Gruden. But Paul Gunther was definitely disappointing this year. I'm going to give him a little pass, but still, he's going to be labeled uh, on this for me. Going to have to go with Paul Gunther. Yeah, I probably. I mean, I agree with you, man. I I gave him just a slight, slightly bigger pass than you did, obviously, because I didn't mention him. But three solid games towards the end of the year isn't good enough, man, for the 
trauma and torture that he's put on our offense and our fans this season. It's It's been a rough one, man, overall. Uh, like I said, two games, three games of good outings. It doesn't erase uh, the other 13 or 14. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm not calling for his head. I don't you know, want him to get fired. I think he's a good not coach. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll give him another year you know it's a tough time of year for coaches i know getting fired but i i don't want gunther to go but gotta get better unacceptable yeah. so i agree i have no problem honestly uh keeping can i give a second unpopular opinion <laughs> i have no sure, problem sure just shoot i have shoot no it. problem keeping all of our coaches man i mean for the most part i feel like we still got another solid year for this rebuild to get through and Obviously, the one that's going to take the biggest toll on us is changing maybe our offensive system or putting Derek in another scheme. So as long as John Gruden's around, I really don't care what kind of coaches he surrounds himself with. I mean, if he wants to keep these guys and see if they work, cool. If he wants to wait till 2020 and make a sudden change, maybe at a position group or at the defensive coordinator, go for it, man. I mean, even at this point, I mean, Greg Olson, I feel like he's just kind of one of those guys that just – like how we talked about with the general manager, he's just a walking title. He's uh, told to be the offensive coordinator, but he probably just plays quarterback coach type. Deal. Yeah, he's kind of a – he's probably somewhere in the glorified quarterback coach realm, uh, you know, when you're talking about Olsen. Obviously, we got Callahan too, but Gruden's the offensive coordinator. Gruden oh, yeah. calls the plays. He designs the schemes, and he kind of just gets input uh, from the guys in the rest of the offensive staff room. But, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, Gruden's the guy. He's going to call the shots. And, uh, you know, he, we have to just trust his ability to make good decisions with the coaching hires and the firings and Mm -hmm. they're difficult to do. But that being said, um, you know, I do, I like Gunther. I like Ansley. Uh, I like Smith that you mentioned earlier, the tight ends coach. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like Edgar Bennett, our wide receivers coach. Um, I could see him, you know, maybe being elevated. He was the offensive coordinator for the Packers came over to be our wide receivers coach you know, if, uh, you know, Gruden feels like he needs a little elevate and, uh, elevation and, um, you know, coaching prowess and kind of a little bit more responsibility from an offensive coordinator, quote unquote, um, you know, I could see, uh, you know, Edgar Bennett kind of thrusting into that role. Yeah, totally, man. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and just wrap up our player awards. That was a pretty good segment, man. Uh, some good stuff to break down and, uh, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. And shout out again, this episode is always brought to you by DC4LCustomTees.com. Like I said last week, we still got the special code going, RPNFAITHFUL. Enter in the code, buy two shirts, get one free. It's a hell of a deal. Get after it, man. Also, make sure you check out our big brothers, the pillaging podcast i'm sure you already listened to them but if you don't for some reason make sure you check them out kenny and shay always putting it down that's the pillaging podcast also check out our sisters at just win ladies you heard them in the segment earlier angry at trask jenny lynn they're always putting it down and like i always say men if you can wrap your head around listening to women that know a little bit more about football than you do give them a shot man that's a good show good quality content Make sure you check them out. The whole Raiders Podcast Network, we're bringing everything for you. Anything you need, we're the one source of news network right here, man. Going after it. And Chris, you got anything uh, anything else to say for us? Well, it's going to be a crazy offseason like we were touching on, so just be prepared, buckle up, 
uh, you know, hopefully uh, this GM thing gets resolved, Raider Nation, and uh, we can be start getting excited for free agency in the draft. Just hang in there. I know it's tough today. It's tough this week. It's tough this month. But Raider football will eventually come back, and we'll see the silver and black, you know, hopefully winning more football games uh, going forward. Yeah, like you said, it's going to be a crazy offseason. We planned on maybe every two to three weeks dropping an episode, but guess what? We've done a little research. We've taken a poll on Twitter, and I think we're going weekly, man. I, I posted my options as, uh, I post them as weekly and biweekly, and then later someone said, like, biweekly. So I Googled biweekly. I'm like, okay, it does sound kind of funny. I Googled it and it says Pretty meaning, sure it's a term. Pretty sure. Yeah, it says meaning either every other week or twice a week. And I'm like, holy crap, I think these people are voting, thinking I'm going to do a podcast twice a week so wow raider mind nation blown. Mind blown. Uh, <laughs> now i don't even know what's up what's down <laughs> like you know what i'm like okay how do you how do you come up with a term that means two completely different things so raider nation you're gonna expect us to get something about every week we might take a week off here and there when only whenever there's big news man so just know whenever we drop an episode it's because we're loaded with content ready to get you guys through the offseason into 2019 and hopefully into a more successful year. So until next week, Raider Nation, see you later. Peace out. Let's go Raiders. <laughs>